Greater than I'm back to recap another episode of The Real Housewives of Potomac, are you a fan of the show? Well you are in luck because I am recapping each and every episode of season 6. But if you haven't started watching the third episode yet, click off because this is the recap, and it is full of spoilers. Greater than. Greater than now that I have gotten that out of the way, let's get to the recap of episode 3. Ready? Let's get started. Episode 3, Jiminy Crickets. When the episode begins we see Robin in the bed asleep and her phone is buzzing. It's the alarm going off. But she doesn't get up. She pushes it off and continues to sleep. One calls her name and asks if the boys are awake. Oh, God. Roby mutters and she drags her body out of bed and wakes one of her sons up just in time because his class starts in three minutes. She wishes him a good day in school as he logs into his computer with a bed cover draped around him. Side note, what is it with these teens dragging out of bed and wrapping themselves with a comforter? My teenage son is notorious for grabbing a blanket and thinking he is walking with me to the car and his only excuse is it's early and he is cold and tired. No jacket? I always send him back inside only to see other teens walking around with a blanket, they are straight up crazy. Bruh. Where does he think he is going with me? looking homeless. So when I see Robin's son at his computer desk, with a cover instead of a robe or I would even settle for a hoodie, I don't feel so bad. These teens love to live like vagabonds, but back to the recap, lol. Robin goes and gets in the bed. It's 30 minutes later and she is at a full snore when Juan comes in waking her up to ask if the other son is up. Now answer me this, why didn't Juan just wake them up? Why, if Robin is asleep, does she have to get the boys up when you are there? This is super duper strange, because he berates her for not getting up and getting the boys up until minutes before their classes start, and she whines about the pandemic setting her back into a depressive state, she is burnt out, why does Juan have this attitude though? He says he's sick of her not being motivated and wants her to get up and be more active then he leaves out of the bedroom without Robin ever coming from under the covers, she goes back to sleep. So much for the pep talk Juan, lol. Her son's teacher makes the remark that he needs to make sure Robin wakes him up because school is his job right now. Well why is it Robin has to get him up? My son pulls the same thing. Let it be something he wants to do, he will get himself up, well damn it why am I the mean one for expecting him to feel school is important enough that he could get himself up for that too? My son will whine about being too sleepy for math, but let a little girl call that phone of his, he is wide awake and eager to talk. Foe. Robin doesn't have toddlers, and everybody around who criticizes her could easily put the responsibility onto the boys to get their own selves up but chose to lay it on her and that's confusing. Anybody else think so? Leave a comment. Switch. Karen is at home with Ray, preparing for a Zoom call with her team about another one of her businesses. Remember Karen has a perfume line named La Dame as well as a line of wigs. Ray is helping her with the lighting in the background for the call. Their interactions are adorable. So the call about the wig line starts and her and Ray smooths her team and show just how much of a mogul Karen is. They seem enthralled with them. Switch. Giselle goes and meets with a very pregnant Ashley at a cozy cafe to have breakfast and gossip of course. I love how happy Ashley looks. Pregnancy looks good on her. They order some delicious looking food and Ashley can't wait to dig in. Ashley lets Giselle know she will have a nanny to help her with her kids. Giselle expresses concern over Michael's infidelity, she wonders if Ashley is concerned that by having a nanny he may cheat, Ashley doesn't think so because he wants to be a good role model for little Dean, according to Ashley. 
Well that answer is good enough for Giselle so they move on as Ashley happily gobbles down her food. Giselle warns her to be careful. Ashley doesn't ask the question I would have asked Nosy asked Giselle, well were you careful with Jamal? Giselle would never be able to question me about my man, husband, or wallpaper. But her concern for Ashley is surely warranted. Ashley moves on to fill Giselle in on Karen's party. Ashley mentioned she asked Mia why she had her clitoris surgery and Mia overshared that she have a lot of sex with her husband, G. A.K.A. Gordon. Ashley makes a crude joke and Giselle the fine, upstanding church-going woman she is, laughed of course. Ashley also shared that Mia flip-flopped on her opinion of Giselle which is news to Giselle that shared every since Mia got their numbers, has been consistently texting she and Robin. Mia is coming off fake as all get out, do you all agree? Leave a comment. Ashley tells Giselle that Mia said that Giselle was just a pretty face, Giselle says she is going to ask her about that. Giselle wants Mia to figure out how she feels about her and stick with it because she is looking at her sideways. Well we are too Giselle. Giselle is too smart to call Mia out just yet, but yeah she is more than just a pretty face, she knows Mia is up to something by playing both sides. Giselle wonders if Ashley may be a little lonely now that the focus will be on the new baby and not her, and she tells her she is throwing her a party so that she can be pampered as she gears up to give birth and she would like a group of ladies to be in attendance for support and a few laughs. Ashley is excited. That was nice of the green-eyed bandit. Giselle even says Karen and Mia can come when Ashley insisted. That was very kind of Giselle to put her love of Ashley before her hate for Karen. Now we see how Giselle can have such well-behaved daughters. She has a kind side that she shows sometimes, I can see it. Her daughters get it, because I feel Giselle shows them a brighter side than the darkness we see across the screen, I'm just saying. She comes off rather bitchy, but sometimes a woman just has to switch it up according to who is in her presence. You dake? Somewhere deep down inside, we get to see the heart that created the beautiful souls we see in her offspring, just not that often, lol. But then when the scene ends she goes and calls Mia a porn star, now that's the Giselle we all know. Switch. We next see Robin and she is at her mother's warehouse and it is filled with all her back orders from her business. She sells silk-lined hats, and now she has expanded to selling clothing. She has her friend, Ascali, helping her with some orders, and she invited Wendy to come help too. Robin invites Ascali to the pamper party for Ashley. Ascali is nice enough and she and Wendy hit it off because they have something in common. Ascali is Ethiopian and Wendy is Nigerian. Both came in designer heels to help box items, sigh. Cute. Robin says she has grown so much she is looking for more room and more help, but also being careful so that her business will stay successful and she won't go into debt. Good for you Robin, we want to see you succeed. Wendy tells Robin about her new line of candles she wants to start for her home essentials venture and Robin acts supportive but secretly hates. Robin is confused how having a business selling candles and being a professor goes together, newsflash Robin, some women can do more than one thing and it's perfectly fine, especially when they get upright and early ready to tackle each day, you should try it sometimes instead of being so pessimistic, Wendy can do more than one thing, can you? Robin asks about Karen's event. Wendy tells her that Mia was there. Switch. Mia is at home with her husband, G, drinking wine and going over the logistics for a new store they are opening, she gets the invite on her phone from Giselle about Ashley's pamper party. It is at that moment, Mia reveals her troubles with Wendy to her husband. 
Back at the warehouse Wendy is letting Robin know she had words with Wendy about how fast she turned on Giselle after turning on Karen for Giselle. Wendy says she is now Zen when because the old Wendy would have popped off. Switch to Mia telling her husband Wendy comes off insecure and Eddie is scared of her, lol. Switch to Escali asking what she should expect at the pamper party, and Robin Messi has gone say, well Karen drinks a lot. I cracked up. Roby takes this time to remind Wendy that when she was sticking up for Giselle in her argument with Karen, Wendy told her to stop ganging up on Karen. Sigh. Grow up Robin. You too old to be jumping people aren't you? Wendy explains it was her house, and she did not want an invited guest to feel ganged up on, yeah Robin, like any gracious host would do if they were over the age of 13, Robin is childish as all get out sometimes. Robin expected Wendy to have Giselle's back as if it were a street fight, girl, they were arguing, calm down. Giselle can handle Karen. If she can't then she shouldn't come for her, just sit and be that pretty face everyone keeps telling her she is, Giselle is more than just a face, that's why she keeps up drama. Duh. Well Wendy says she is good because she is Zen Wen. Switch. Candy Ace is home with her bonus kids and she is feeling pretty good about how her parenting skills are coming along. They seem happy enough on their tablets so she goes looking for Chris who has a bunch of liquor laid out, and is organizing their bar. Candy Ace brings up her mother wouldn't approve if she could see all the liquor Chris is organizing, well how would she know Candy Ace? Sigh. How come so many women on this show act 12? Chris reminds her he is an adult. Sigh. Well at least one of you are, let's fast forward and briefly recap this part. Candy Ace takes a video call with her mom and privately, she gossips about Karen who she feels should apologize to her, and she says Chris is now her manager and her mother doesn't approve and Candy Ace ends up defending Chris to her mother again. Why? Because she just can't seem to get that she is a married woman who shouldn't be inviting others to criticize her husband, but it's Candy Ace so what could we expect, maturity and wisdom? Not. Switch. Wendy goes to Karen's for a little sushi and gossip in Karen's downstairs woman's cave. Wendy reminds us in her confessional that grown women can move over from difficulties, and I for one like that Karen and Wendy are friends. It didn't never make sense to me why they were at odds. Wendy respects Karen as a businesswoman is seeking some advice from her now that she is starting her own business. Wendy tells Karen she is struggling in some areas in her life but she is a tea piece with the struggle. She is in win remember? Wendy tells Karen she would like to be the black Martha Stewart and tells her ideas for her candle business. Karen is honored to mentor Wendy. Karen asks Wendy a bunch of questions about the business to see how prepared Wendy is, and Karen looks skeptical. Wendy gives Karen a sample candle so she can see an example of what she plans to sell. Karen is impressed. She begins to ask Wendy some more tough business questions, Karen knows her s. She gives Wendy some stern business advice. Wendy is not feeling the part where she will have to double the startup money to $40,000. I bet Eddie won't be feeling that part either. Wendy has a lot of work to do. Switch. Mia is at home with her family. She reveals that her ex-husband co-parents with her and her son is fortunate to have his father and her husband in his life in a positive way. They all get along and that's great and difficult to do. Salute to them for doing it for the benefit of the children. The less drama the better in my opinion. Mia takes G to the side away from the kids to discuss her mother coming over for a visit. Mia is re-establishing a relationship with her mother after being in foster care when her mother lost custody of her. 
G seems supportive and it is a sensitive subject for Mia. She cries when she talks about her mother not coming back for her when she was six years old. Mia doesn't have a relationship with her mother but she is trying. Switch. Karen shows up for her long-awaited visit with Candy Ace at her new abode. Karen is impressed and happy for a standoffish acting, yet gracious, Candy Ace. Even her bonus daughter was acting funny, I cracked up when she saw Karen and darted back into the room, she wanted no parts of Karen, I howled. That bonus daughter is a hoot. They go into the dining room to have tea. We see flashbacks on how close they used to be. Karen hopes they can save the friendship, basically because Karen won't apologize for not blindly siding with Candy Ace over Monique, Candy Ace intends to secretly punish Karen while pretending to be cordial, it's stupid and I don't care so let's move on. Candy Ace will never see her part I difficulties, it's so annoying. I don't know why Karen bothers. Candy Ace continues to be upset that Karen holds both women responsible for the fight. Candy Ace still sees herself as the victim who had no part of her being dragged. I am over it but of course this will always be an issue for Candy Ace. The tissue and dabbing the eyes was too much for me. Girl you still crying over Monique and not forgiving Karen? For what? Ashley's pamper party. So Giselle is getting the spa she reserved all decked out with scrumptious looking finger foods, yellow decorations and what nots for the shindig she is throwing for the very pregnant yet happy, Ashley. And, Candy Ace arrives first and receives her glass of champagne and settles in. Giselle tells her everything is in yellow because Ashley is their little sunshine. In her confessional, Ashley says she doesn't want to say anything rude about Ashley because she is pregnant, well good maybe she will return the favor if you ever decide to stop wearing condoms with your husband so you can procreate, lol. Candy Ace fills in Giselle on her meeting with Karen and the outcome, they are cool but because she won't apologize to a very petty Candy Ace, that will never be close, and we don't care. For someone who doesn't like someone. Giselle sure loves talking about Karen. Wendy arrives looking fabulous and showing off her new bod, she looks good. Robin arrives and greets Candy Ace who she says she hasn't seen in forever. Ashley comes in with her very pregnant body ready to be pampered. Robin lets them know her friend Ascali is coming too, well the more the merrier. She arrives looking beautiful, did I mention she is a beautiful woman? Well she is and stylish to boot with a head full of curly hair that she pulled into an updee for the occasion, she brought a fancy bottle of champagne as a gift, cute. She hugs the room and they all play nice. Karen arrives with her gift for Ashley she greets her, and walks right past Giselle as if she were a statue, lol. Giselle sits there stone-faced as Karen gushes over Ashley. Wendy makes her entrance, smiling with her gift bag for Ashley. She immediately hugs Giselle like they are old friends, Wendy gives them a look. Mia makes her way around the room and even speaks to Wendy who replies rather curtly but pleasant enough, ha. Huh? They play a game where they look at pictures of each of them when they were pregnant that have been blown up. The ladies must and try to guess which one of the women's pregnant bellies it is. I crack up when the last picture is of Candy Ace and all of the women are shocked. Is she trying to tell them something? She lays the pending rumors to rest and says in the picture she was pregnant, all the women gasp, pregnant with possibilities. Lol. The spa therapists are ready for them so Ashley and Ascali go back to change into robes and get pampered with massages and facials while the other ladies continue to relax and talk. Karen brings up her concern with Mia and Wendy having words at her recent event, and Mia is like well Wendy is here so let's talk about it. Well what did she say that for? She and Zen would have a heated exchange. 
Wendy tells her not to ever try her like that again, and Mia doesn't back down just like she didn't before. Mia says she is not fake she was just trying to uplift Giselle. She says she is just being, Mia. They continue to argue. Wendy dismisses Mia who goes in the back with Karen to tell Ashley and Scully what just happened. And she says the line, in reference to Wendy. For someone who is all about women's empowerment, Jiminy Crickets. Giselle chastises Wendy for not allowing Mia to talk, shut up Giselle, we see what you are doing stirring the pot. Wendy is ticked off because the whole reason she got into it with Mia originally was because she was calling her out for flip-flopping on Giselle. Candy Ace is surprisingly quiet while Giselle and Wendy have words. Candy Ace hates Wendy keeps getting into it with Mia, we do too Wendy. Calm down, we get it, you don't like her butt, girl. The claws come out when you could just sit there with that gorgeous Africa face and just look pretty. Stop it Zen when you gonna have a stroke being so pressed. Giselle and Robin decide they will get to know Mia outside of a group that includes Karen and Wendy. Ascali also mentioned she heard Karen drinks a lot, Karen masterfully avoids the shade, and gives an interesting answer. She drinks sometimes and calls them from her house parties, Ashley says in her confessionals they are parties of one, lol. Karen tells Messi Ascali she can come to her parties anytime she wants, and Ashley delivers a smirk, hee hee. How does the episode end, because by now this recap is an ebook, lol. Mia reveals she was a stripper but not the kind that worked the pole. The kind that wore long fancy evening gowns at stayed completely dressed and just talked to the men who paid her for her time, girl shut up, nobody is buying it. They are like, oh like in an escort. She is like no I didn't have sex. Lol. Giselle leaves early. Karen doesn't care. Ascali leads them in prayer for Ashley a safe delivery. Wow. So did you catch the show? I can't wait to see the drama next week how about you? Leave a comment and subscribe for more recaps, bye for now. What are your thoughts? Follow this blog. At WhenTheseWomenSpeaks.com Facebook at WhenTheseWomenSpeaks Instagram at WhenTheseWomenSpeaks Twitter at Woman underscore speaking Tumblr at WhenTheseWomenSpeaks.com Pinterest at WhenTheseWomenSpeaks References The Real Housewives of Potomac, Bravo TV official site